Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Raj Punjabi, head of identity content at HuffPost. And I'm Noah Michelson, head of HuffPost Personal. Welcome to Am I Doing It Wrong? The show that explores the all too human anxieties we have about trying to get our lives right. Raj, would you say you feel confident about how well you're doing your nighttime skincare routine? Oof, nighttime skincare. I am not confident at all. I usually am just like stumbling about sleepy and I clean my face as best as I can and slather some lotion on. What about you? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the same sort of realm as you. I, I go see a dermatologist once a year. He gives me some stuff to put on my face. I do it but I'm not sure what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. And just kind of like fingers crossed that I'm going to keep looking good. I mean, you are clearly Benjamin Buttoning, but for everyone else in the world, <laughs> today we have with us Dr. Sherwin Parikh, dermatologist, founder of Tribeca Skin Center here in New York City and professor of dermatology at Columbia Presbyterian. Let's get glowy. Dr. Parikh, thank you so much for being here. We are so excited to learn about how to look not younger, just sexier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the first question is, we're talking about nighttime skincare. Yeah. How is that different than daytime skincare? What's happening at night that we have to treat our faces differently? It's a great question. I think that, first of all, I think we have a little more time at night, most of us in our day, so that opens up a little more possibilities. But also at night, we're just restoring ourselves. Sleep is regenerative. Our skin is regenerating. Our, all our organs, technically. Our mm. brain is resetting. Mm. Our eyes are resetting, right? The lack of light, the lack of stimulus. So the part of what we want to do to our skin when it's at night is to give it some kind of nutrition or give it some kind of you know, hope for renewal, basically. So it can look sexy in the morning. Mm -hmm. mm. And in the morning, there's not as much time, I think, for a lot of people, right? They got to get up and go. So you know what you need. Wash yeah. your face, put on your sunscreen, leave the house. Right. It can be pretty basic, but we can definitely go into how that can become more complicated if someone's in the mood. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's start with 
what I believe are the basics. I have a really, really simplified, I like to call it, but it's like idiotic skincare routine at night, but I do cleanse. Okay. So let's talk about cleansing. Yeah. How should we be washing our face? Great question. So with the thing with washing our faces, people want to like scrub. They want to like use tons of hot water. That's a little, I mean, maybe once in a while after something major, you want to use an exfoliator that's deep and you want to use really super hot water. But in general, Hot water is the thing that kind of starts to ruin our skin, especially as time goes on. I did not know that. Even as kids, but definitely as adults, yeah. The hot water is stripping our skin of its natural oil, more so than just the residual leftover of the day or makeup and et cetera. So it's really better off to use colder water, lukewarm water, but use it for a little longer. Water and cleanse for about 20 seconds. We've learned that recently, right? Yeah. About 20 seconds of cleansing is kind of nice, right? Don't just go through the motions. Let your cleanser sit. Let it lather or foam if you so choose. But we'll go back to why I think milky cleansers are better for most people. Okay. Um, and then you'll get a better cleanse and then you start your routine. Okay. Should we be using something like a washcloth or just our hands? Or what do you, how do you feel I'm about that? I'm personally a fan of our hands. Wash your hands and then start your routine. I don't like the washcloth thing. Mm. That could just be me, but I find it just trapping all the bacteria, skin cells. You see those things that sit around and also who's washing their washcloth every day? Right. Right. Mm. We barely wash our bath towel once a week mm. and that's already you know, after a week or two, you pushing can kind it. of smell the funk. Pushing it. Yeah. You can smell the funk. So mm. I would say use your hands, clean hands, not a washcloth. Okay. Okay. Back to the milky versus like lathering face wash. Tell me about that. I know nothing about that. I would say sort of in the teens and the 20s, in that in, in initial phases, you can use everything from a harsh benzoyl peroxide mm. wash that strips the oil and the acne. And you the can eat cheesecake for lunch you when you're that could. age. <laughs> Just do it all. Yeah. Bury your face in mud and you're fine. Um, but yeah, I think when you start to get past your uh, mid to late 20s, early 30s and beyond, it's starting to want more of that natural oil to feel good, no matter what skin type you are. Um, that said, milky cleansers can come with a little bit of a light foam. They can have a little bit, but the, the, even oil cleansers can work really well for people mm -hmm. who have makeup that needs to have oilated bases to remove the makeup on their faces. Mm -hmm. But the foaming cleansers, the ones that foam up and super sudsy, those are surfactants. Those are detergents. They're over scrubbing the skin. So the skin will get a little red, a little irritated. And then you have to compensate for that by using A, B, and C. So mm. better off starting with just like a milkier cleanser, hydrating cleansers, things that don't foam that much. Okay. Here's a very dumb question. I remember all these commercials, maybe from like the 90s or 80s even, where they were like, you don't want to use soap on your face. You want to yeah. use a cleanser. What the hell is the difference between soap and a cleanser? Correct. Soap has a lot more harsh detergents. Okay. Cleansers will have just saponifiers, things that actually just remove oil and dirt, grit and grime without actually stripping your epidermis. Okay. Mm. Now as a question, like I think a lot of my straight guy friends are yeah. just using like their body wash even on their face. Yeah. Is that a bad idea? We should not shame straight guy friends. <laughs> in this <laughs> moment because they're having a moment. Um, but we all have them. Yeah. We they're getting them. gayer though. Yes. yes. And so we should God. tell them. Yeah. Right. Correct. We should tell them. It is not great to use your Axe body wash at all, period. And definitely don't use it on your face. No, try to have a separate face cleanser. Now, if there are, there are certain cleansers that are well-made, even drugstore brands mm -hmm. um, that you could use head to toe, but they're specifically made to be gentle. And body washes often have some kind of fragrance or some kind of preservative mm -hmm. that isn't ideal for the face. Mm-hmm. Do you have a rec for any face wash that like is on the cheaper side that anyone can use? 100%. Okay. A lot of us germs are really into the CeraVe hydrating 
wash. Yeah. And that would be one of those things that you just mentioned, right? You yeah. could use head to toe and you wouldn't have trouble with it. Okay. Um, it may not feel like the most luxurious cleanser, it doesn't. but you know what? Cetaphil had this problem 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm solidly Gen X, so we can get into that whole thing too, okay. in terms of like what used to yeah. come and what comes now and what's new. But CeraVe still hits the mark. Okay. I can tell a 17-year-old who's using too many things because of TikTok, and she'll be like, oh my God, that CeraVe hydrating wash totally reset my skin. I'm like, well, that's part of it. Yeah. You had too much foaming, too much grit, too much exfoliation. You were overdoing it, which irritated your skin. But even an adult, they'll be like, wow, I didn't realize this cleanser would just reset my skin. But there are more expensive cleansers that can work yeah. too. And that cleanser you like just because it's sort of like simple, does the job, not too many bells and whistles, isn't going to irritate you. 100%. And okay. plus you can save your money right. for the fancy stuff. So I was reading online, you know, I think a lot of people get ready for bed and then go to bed. And I was reading an article and it said, actually, maybe you want to do it earlier in the evening. And then those products can actually do more work if you're using beyond just a cleanser, if you're using, you know, a retinol and all these things, yeah. you actually have more time on your face. So when do you think is the optimum time to do your skincare routine? I'm still a before bed person. You are like right before you get into bed. hundred percent. I feel like that's your time to actually wind down, relax, stretch, all your other things you can do. It's ritual too. It's ritual. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I do get the idea of that, but I feel like you should be getting eight hours of sleep. So you have eight hours of your products to work too. I don't know about people who want to stay up really late and do their skincare at eight o'clock and go to bed at 11 and, yeah. you know, right. text their friends at midnight. And then I get, yeah. I think it's just a bad idea. Yeah. Here's a question I have though, because I have done this. So like on the weekend, I love to come home from wherever I've been yeah. at like 530, take a shower. That's yeah. It's 530 PM. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, no, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm an old man now and I like to just be in for the night. Okay. So I will take a shower and I will I don't want to wash my face again before bed when I go to bed at 11, six hours later. So I will wash my face in the shower and then I will do my skincare routine really? at 5.30. That's Is that fantastic. okay? Absolutely. Okay. It also give you a chance to do something else before bed if you really wanted to. Got but you're, yo, you know, my sister talks about how she wants to brush her teeth immediately after dinner is over. Yeah. If for oh, no yeah. other reason than to stop snacking at yeah. any point at 9, 10 in the evening before yeah. going to bed, which is a genius maneuver. So that's fantastic. Okay. I like that idea, Noah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm teaching you something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to ask about over cleansing, right? Because there's yeah. this, th- this trend called double cleansing Correct. where allegedly you can clean with like an oil-based cleanser and then something else. To me, it blows my mind because I tend to have like a little bit drier skin around outside of my T-zone. So if I double cleanse that, it would not be good. Yeah, I feel like... I yeah. feel like I'm turning into the mummy just hearing about yeah, double I, I cleansing. Yeah, I love just like a thick moisturizer. So like, tell me if double cleansing is a thing for real. Double cleansing is a thing for real for some people because of the amount of foundation they wear. Got That's it. That's probably why. So what they're using is they're initially using an oil-based cleanser, okay. which will not feel like they've cleansed their skin skin, but feels like they've cleansed their makeup off. Okay. And then they'll use a second cleanser that has a little bit less of that base. So mm-hmm. then they feel like they've cleansed their skin. But yes, for those of us who are not, we won't. Okay. All right. And just in general for cleansing too much, should we be cleansing twice a day? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, again, New York City, I'm like, you've been out for the day. You've been to the gym. Cleanse after that. Yeah. Then you get home after, you know, again, like going out to dinner or whatever and grit and grime in the subway. Cleanse again. Okay. Mm-hmm. That could be cleansing too much, but I kind of, I personally mm-hmm. like cleansing multiple times a day. It's true that some people have really dry skin probably should limit it to once or twice. What is going to be the red flag that you're cleansing too much? Just irritation? Correct. Okay. Irritation, a little redness around the size of the nose, mm-hmm. under the eyes. Okay. And even like just in general, feeling like your skin's too tight. 
Got it. Let's move on to the rest of the steps. I mean, first thing, can you clarify for me, do we need 10 steps or is that like a symptom or a mantra of the wellness industrial complex? Yeah, I saw on, on Vogue, I think <laughs> yeah. someone had like a 22 step oh, nighttime oh, routine. I was God, like, rich people. You do have to start at five o'clock to do that. You <laughs> know what I mean? the WIC, the wellness industrial complex. Yeah. yeah. Question. You, yeah. Can, you, can, you can limit that. You can be fine. I mean, it, it's been popularized through K-Beauty, yeah. right, as well. And so it just God, makes its way so into though. the realm. But yeah. It's really great. And there's no harm in picking and choosing those little yeah. things that you want to add into your maybe three step or four step or five step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think 10 to 22 can probably overdo it. And <laughs> yeah. then if there's irritation from that, you know what it's from. But if it's your jam, right, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay. okay. So what comes after cleansing? Your face is squeaky clean. You look like a baby. What happens Correct. then? So if you want to limit it and you want to be super simple, you do cleanse, serum, moisturize. Okay. We'll discuss why serums are important compared to moisturizers. Serums generally have more actives and moisturizers more simple. Okay. But some people like to add in a toner and that's the step right after cleansing. What is a toner? I've mm, never had yeah. that explained to me. So yeah. toner is a more liquidy, lighter version. It used to be back in the 90s, again, Gen X. Um, mm. It was all about astringenty things, yes. right? Yes. That like shut your pores. Sea breeze. Yeah, sea breeze. I literally have not thought of sea breeze in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stripping the skin a little bit before you then put on your layers of hydration. We don't love those toners much. Even to this day, you kind of want to choose toners that are um, a little gentler. Maybe an alpha hydroxy acid toner, AHA toners, for example. Those are nice. But again, probably not more than once or twice a week, given your skin type. Maybe if you want to use it every night, you'd have to figure out if that works for you. But then it's cleanse, tone, serum, moisturize. That's how that goes. Then you can also add an eye cream. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay, so yeah, go, go. what the hell are serums? Like, yeah. What are serums? So serums are a little bit thicker, right? They'll have more of a viscous quality. If you dr- use them as a dropper or a pump, they'll sort of roll down your palm of your hand as you mm. put your hand up. It'll roll a little bit. It'll have a little liquidy component to it. It'll also contain, in general, a good serum will contain a higher concentrations of actives, whether it's vitamin C or hyaluronic or like the AP Chem Serum that we have, that's my brand, has a polyglutamic acid. It also has GABA, gamma-aminobutyric acid. These are higher concentrations to affect what they those amino acids, peptides, nootropics do for the skin, basically, mm. right? Your moisturizer will be much more calming, just okay. simple. Yeah. So not everyone can tolerate multiple serums or mm. multiple toners, but everyone should be able to tolerate a moisturizer and everyone should use a moisturizer mm. in the Northeast U.S. I guess I want to sort of baseline for people who are listening, and even for myself, yeah. when we're doing these things, is it for the health of our skin or for like aesthetic purposes? Ooh. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I know do. you can do so many things if you want to look quote unquote younger. That's a whole different yeah. debate. But like just for the average person who just wants healthy, healthy skin. skin. It is healthy skin. This is okay. healthy skin because people will invariably come at around 35, 45 or 50 and be like, why do I have these bumps? Mm-hmm. Why am I prone towards rosacea? Mm-hmm. Why am I having adult acne? I'm like, well, there is there are other factors that are involved but topical skincare, even just beauty stuff, yeah. is good for your skin. Okay. It's good to know what those things are, even if it's about stopping all the extra things you're doing, right? Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's about healthy skin. There's no question. There's okay. a lot more that goes into healthy skin. Um, and yes, it's aesthetic to have nice looking skin. And we should, yes, normalize acne prone skin. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to have acne prone skin, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. Yeah. But again, a lot of people just want to feel like their skin is a reflection of how they feel inside. Right? It's an organ too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's the 
come through skin, Biggest Oregon. Oregon. Oh, I didn't <laughs> it's the thing they say to be cute. Oh my gosh. It's the all biggest right. organ of your body. So as dermatologists, we treat all skin, right? We yeah. get skin of the scalp and skin of the armpits and skin of your groin and skin between your feet. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thing from all ages, all skin types, all genders. We like treat because yeah. we're responsible to make that skin what the person wants it to be mm-hmm. at whatever stage of life okay. or transition they're in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great segue to eye cream because I feel like I yeah. people detect and feel like they have dark circles or, yep. or like delicate skin at different ages. For me, at like I'm 39, so like around a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, yeah. in the morning, I'm not the cutest anymore. I like need this thing. And it's, it's just, you know, you got to be careful about rubbing your eyes and things yes. like that. But like, what does eye cream do? Is it kind of magical? Eye cream can be, it's the one of the things that's probably the least magical thing compared to what people expect it to be. Okay. Mm. But once you get into it, and that mm. tends to be for a lot of people, the inflection point is the late 20s, right before turning 30, mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, I mean, for some of us, it was like right before turning 40 because we just were pushed not to think about this. Yeah. Yes, it does change things. It's sort of like something that you should, people should do, right? Yeah. The textures are different. It's not just your face moisturizer. It should have some more actives to address things like dark circles yeah. or filling a little little bit of like a, a volume loss that happens. Things like palmitor isoleucine can be an ingredient that can help like fill the under eye so it doesn't feel as hollow. Okay. Or daisy or hawkweed extract that help to reduce dark circles and the production of heme that can contribute. And yes, to your point, Roger, absolutely. Rubbing the eyes can make the delicate skin under the eyes worse. My mom yeah. would always yell, don't rub your eye, yeah. don't scrub your eye, you know, because they, like, yeah. they were obsessed. She still yeah. is, right? Yeah. It's still a thing, right? I actually think that one of the things we should do when we wash our face at night is also rinse our eyes out with cold water as a final step. To it feels cool. so good. Yes. Yeah. And you hearing people getting styes all the time, especially since yeah. like this pandemic stuff, because like, like yeah. just it's a thing, getting styes. Everyone's getting styes. I'm like, rinse your eyes out. Don't touch your eye at the gym. Don't get bacteria in there. And, you know, when you rinse your eye out, you will flush it out. Cold water for the eyes is like an incredible thing. Mm. Sleeping on two pillows, maybe three if you have any breathing issues. So you don't get puffy. Don't have salt before bed at night so you don't get puffy under your eyes. Alcohol, I mean, forget it. It's I like, mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Like, you know what happens when you drink <laughs> yes. too much. So eye creams are a great addition. And yeah, Noah, that's going to be a little bit more about like aesthetics and less about health. Right. But at a certain point, they all come together. Let's go back really quickly to rinsing your eye out. I'm having visions of high school chemistry class <laughs> and the eye wash yes. thing. What are you What are you literally saying when you say rinse your eye out with cold so water? So I'm like, again, with clean water hands. Waterboard yourself. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dunk it in. Yeah. Um, I'm saying splash your eyes with clean hands with okay. cold water. Okay. So you can feel the water getting around your eyes, under your eyelids. Just like rinse them. Got it. Clean cold water. Okay. It feels good. And then pat yeah. dry. Don't rub them with your yeah. towel or definitely no more washcloths. Okay. I have to deviate for just a second to ask because mm-hmm. you talked about drinking. Say hypothetically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hi- hi- hypothetically, Raj? Okay. That you're, get, yes. you're really raging almost every weekend. Oh God, call me. Do I need to put extra stuff on my face to not look like the no. Crypt Keeper in the morning? No. Okay. You're not going to look like the Crypt Keeper. Okay. But you know, those but are the I, only days no, where I'm like, oh, no, my no, skin's no. dry. What you really need to do, honestly, with, with the raging is literally remember if you can or tell, you know, have a designated, have a DD, like, yeah. d- make me drink more water. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. what it is. That is it. You're just dehydrated. You won't even kill your butt. Just literally just drink more water. Before bed, the last thing you do before going to bed 
after all your yeah. drink a ton of water. You should okay. have to pee the first thing you get up in the morning. Yes. This is back to being a Desi family person. Like, yeah. You be the first thing in the morning. Yeah, must. Check your urine. It must be, you know, yeah. clear. Fairly clear. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, right? Like it's the idea is hydrate. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, tall glass of water. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last thing at night before bed, tall glass of water. It's important for your thirst mechanism. When you start to feel thirsty, you're already a little bit behind the eight bar. Right. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. But there's people who say to me, oh, you know, I don't drink enough. I don't ever feel thirsty. I'm like, you've shut off your thirst mechanism. Oh, it's not going to be good for your kidneys at some point, let alone totally. your skin. Both of which are excretory homeostatic organs. Yeah. Right? So drink more water okay. and then have fun. Yeah. Because yeah. um, fun makes your skin glow. Oh, I know it does. Right? That's the it secret. Does. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
So for comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. yahoofinance.com. Once again, that's yahoofinance.com. Welcome back to Am I Doing It Wrong? Is there an underrated step in people's, in your nighttime skincare routine that you think not enough people do? I'm a Johnny come lately to the whole thing because I quote unquote didn't believe in it. And that's because of the way these whole things with jade rollers and gua sha oh, tools. Yeah. yeah. Right? And initially I feel like on the show socials, it was all about how it would like press your serum in or make them more active. Yeah. Uh, and so I was hesitant to believe the hype. Yeah. And I still am for those reasons. To me, it's an underrated step because it is, there's something you can do with the tools, rollers and or these gua sha tools that help to break up muscular tension that you've held in your jaw all day. Totally. Or tension that you've built. I can feel so, it. Yes. I do it. I keep them in the freezer. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's yeah. not like making your skincare better. Yeah. It's literally like actually like breaking up this kind of tension that we hold in our brow or that we hold in our like lower, it's called the depressor angularis or it's the muscle between the angle of the lip and the like front part of the jaw that like makes our face look like the lips turned down mm. and certain pictures. It's like you break that up and rub that along it so you can kind of like relax that muscle. Mm. It's just like your yoga instructor in yoga saying, you know, relax your shoulders and neck. Don't grimace your face yeah. while you're in that pose. Why? Because we we grimace yeah. at certain points in the day. We get tense. And so that step is those tools, I think, again, just my opinion, are more for improving the muscle tone directly adjacent below the skin. Mm -hmm. So the skin looks better as, as a result. Uh, that's what too. I was going to ask. Like, how Correct. does that improve how your skin looks? That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Our muscles, right. The theory behind Botox, the concept behind Botox, the actual evidence of Botox is that we're not necessarily changing the skin per se, mm -hmm. but we're stopping the muscle, the corrugator muscles, the frontalis muscles from scrunching so much, which creates over time all these lines. Got so it. we're not really changing the top of your epidermis, mm -hmm. even right. not even your dermis. We're changing the muscle layers, right? Yeah. Which does make the skin look better. So similarly, if you're so inclined, use your gua sha tool or your jade roller as more to break up neck tension, muscle tension, you know, almost like you're giving yourself a self massage. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. And I think it's an underrated step in that regard. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 What, what would you say is the most overrated step in this? One that people could probably just skip. They don't need to be doing. <sighs> neck cream. Neck cream. Yeah, Wait, it's come a, on. No, so here's the thing. I use neck cream. <laughs> okay. But that's because of who I am. Do you use a different neck cream? I do. I'm a oh. sucker. Wait, um, wait. Okay, this is going to yes. show how totally clueless I am. Are there creams that are just for yes. the neck? Yes, they yes. literally say neck on them. I, I own one. No idea. Yeah, we all own them. <laughs> I, I do we not. All, yeah. I, I don't. You're a better person I, I'm than I'm just using my, my face moisturizer. <laughs> You're a better person. That's okay. Mine totally doesn't totally work. Fine. That's it's, why I'm not going to say the it, name it, of it. it yeah. Correct. Yeah. Same. I'd just be like. But it's overrated because we talk about them because they exist. Mm -hmm. But they're super overrated. Like there's yeah. just nothing that's different enough. Period. End. Like it's just yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, okay, I'm really gonna get in trouble with somebody's gonna like <laughs> controversy. Oh, for sure. We can't make everyone but, happy. Like, think of it this way. If anything, the skin of the neck, maybe the skin of the under eyes or the eyelids has that similar slightly 
sort of thinner, crepier consistency on mm. many humans, mm-hmm. not everybody, right, right. but on many humans. So therefore, potentially whatever is your eye cream or the consistency of that cream may do well for your neck. So in theory, what producers are looking at, I'm assuming if they're mm. very good at what they do, mm. is they're looking at that consistency and then repackaging it as a neck cream. Got totally it. fine because yeah. you feel better knowing that you're not, it feels strange, eye cream, neck cream. But people, many companies have done this where they've tried to make a lip and an eye cream be the exact same thing because yeah. the skin is thinner and, mm-hmm. you know, but to your point, oh yeah, absolutely. Your face cream is totally great into your neck. Okay. okay. It's the right consistency. Love Amazing. that. I feel better. What happens if I just skip my whole nighttime routine? Like what's going to eventually happen if I like you know, riot against the system. Yeah, totally fine. I have I have a friend, famously a college classmate of mine, who uh, said to me, "I do." This is back when we were we had graduated, and I was a computer pathologist in medical school. I was like, I don't know about this stuff. Like, this is really real. Yeah. Fast forward twenty years, 25, 30 years, and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah." It's the same thing as if someone says, "You don't have to brush your teeth every mm-hmm. night." What's really going to happen? Self correcting mechanism. It's yeah. just, you'll self correct. You'll end up where you are. Sure. But mm-hmm. then you'll complain about it at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, God bless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, just you're just, yeah. it's, yeah. But there are very few people. I think I do hear from patients of mine who will show me a picture of their grandmother and say like, oh my God, she was 90 and had no wrinkles. I'm like, either A, she lived in a blue zone in Sicily and like right. ate yeah. everything yes. fresh and had no yes. stress and like was great. Yeah. And or B, what you're remembering is that she was just a beautiful person and a wrinkle or a spot here never made a difference to her. Yeah. Right. It's a different era we're living in. And so I feel like we're exposed to a lot of other stuff that we should try to counteract. Right. Right. And be better with. But we also know that it's not that difficult to take care of your skin. Let's just do the things. Uh It's just an extra few minutes at night. We should floss more. You know, we should brush our teeth more. Like all these things are important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like- the Sonicare Oral-B is two minutes. Like, I don't think I did that when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I was done in three seconds and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Fast forward a cavity or two and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Right? right. right. Yeah. So we, we were learning that these things are super important. I this like is that. not for me personally, mm-hmm. but how bad is it if someone's going to bed with a full face of makeup on? Oh Lord. Yeah. I mean, That's like, a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things I'm like, if you have a full face of makeup on, just be out. Just yeah. stay out. Uh-huh. Go out for longer. Okay. Don't even come home. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, don't, you know, even, come don't even come home. Why yeah. are you at home? Like, so it, that is like I mean, one of the worst things City. you can do. Look, is it? No, there are people who survive that too. It's remarkable. <laughs> uh-huh. It's remarkable. Who they make it through. They are amazing people. I yeah. want to know their secrets. Know. Yeah. Poor clogging makeups. Eventually you wake up with some breakouts, mm-hmm. but guess what? We can fix that too. Right. Yeah. So it isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. So like I don't love it. is important. Yeah. 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 Genetics play a big role. (laughs) A big role if you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And choosing good products. I mean, I'll make makeup recommendations to people. I'm like, you know, use this, this, or this. Don't use this or this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? For the reasons of how thick and how poor clogging the makeup can be. That's another episode. Some stuff is studio makeup. Some stuff is only for a photo shoot, for a wedding or whatever. Yes. Other makeup is for like every day. Like you can actually manage it with this quality of makeup. Yeah. So- are there any biological differences in our skincare needs based on our sex or race or, you know, physical attributes? Because there's stuff marketed towards men, correct. you know, et cetera. Correct. And we know gender is an illusion. And more melanated skin. Yes, you are correct. More melanated skin, though, will probably uh, do uh, okay with less sunscreen from the realm of skin cancer. Yes. But uh-huh. again, the UV irradiation over yeah. time can still make that trouble for even melanated skin. Totally. 
thicker skin, oilier skin, certain uh, Mediterranean skin types, for example, might do better for longer without moisturizer in their lifetimes, right? Because somehow they can skip it for longer. Mm. They just don't need it, right? Mm-hmm. So those those differences will exist. They will say, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Yes, it's the lack of having to worry about things that exist for certain skin types. Yeah. And that is different by culture and race and what they've done. But I think that also just what people, how they take care of the rest of their bodies can make a difference too. Totally. Like if someone's drinking a ton of water and exercising and doing yeah. very little for their skin, they might have better skin than someone who's not eating well and not exercising, but sitting there at home doing a 20-step regimen. Right. Yeah. Is it bullshit though, like these products that are aimed at men specifically? I mean, I, I feel like men is such a Correct. new market in yeah. so many ways. That they're like, we have to figure out a way to get guys to do this. You are 100%. But that's no Correct. real difference. I'm with you on that one. Okay. What should be evolving specifically about our nighttime skincare as we age? Because a 20 year old is not going to need the same shit that, you know. Correct. I think I that, co- that comes back to adding in an eye cream, uh, you know, at that 30 year old inflection point, you know, maybe changing into more active serums you know, adding a vitamin C serum in the morning, something with an AHA or a retinol at night if it's tolerable Mm -hmm. because the skin is getting a little bit older, which Mm -hmm. is a terrible term. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you could definitely have a case for changing it up. Do we want a moisturizer that specifically says nighttime on it? Does it matter? Only if your daytime moisturizer is a moisturizer SPF combo. I don't see the point of putting on extra things that have SPF ingredients on at night. Yeah. And the nighttime ones can have, like you said, retinol or some of those correct. things that we only want at night. That is exactly correct. Okay. You know it. Yes. Look at I knew more than you I thought I did. I know. Why you retinol know. only at night? Retinol is sun sensitizing. So if you're wearing it oh. during the day, okay. you will get a more chance of a sunburn. Okay. That makes All right. Sense. Very good to know. Okay. How do you feel about... Um, Silk pillowcases. <laughs> like I always hear about how silk pill- pillowcases are great for your face. True, I, false. Yeah, I will have a patient or two, you know, every few months who will say that was a big deal for them. Uh, mm. I personally don't understand why I'd want to slip around on a silk pillow. Yeah. I prefer my cotton and bamboo fabrics that I've researched yeah. ad infinitum that I can't keep changing into silk pillowcases. I don't know that that makes a big difference. Uh-huh. I feel like that's like that 23rd step yeah. on the yeah. 22 steps. It seems like it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but again, that's because it's just a personal feeling. I don't know if there's any research to show that silk pillowcases are better. But okay. we do want to be changing our pillowcases often. God, yes. Probably more often than we are, right? Yeah. I would say like once a week at least. Okay. I change my pillowcases more often than I change my yes. sheets. Correct. Because yeah. I, when I don't, I notice. Like yeah. I, I'll have. I'm, you know, yeah. grown. I'll have a zit, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, oh, I haven't yeah. changed my pillowcase in a week. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The hair that gets on it. Yes, the hair, hair product, product that we did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. I'm doing something. Oh, I need to know about the red light therapy because all over TikTok, you see, you know, people doing this and it looks hilarious and they look like a robot. And I know this has been a conversation for a little while and I'm such a child about it. So this is a mask. Yeah, Yeah. it's a mask that has red light coming out of it. Okay. You look like a Marvel character. (laughs) So that, those, those, a lot of those ones are the real deal, right? So uh, infrared and near red and red lights, especially if they penetrate to a nice depth, will have absolutely great quality. It's even shown in other fields of medicine, not just skin, that red light therapy super helpful. What is it Absolutely. Doing? So it's an anti-inflammatory. Uh-oh. Red light's an anti-inflammatory. It's incredibly good for everything from muscle aches and pains to skin inflammation and irritation to marking and pigmentation. It's not a panacea for everything, yeah. Yeah. but certainly the introduction of that type of therapeutic in our field is a big deal. Like we, we 
advocate for red light therapy. It's an add-on to different things to reduce See, this inflammation. Is how, this is what I want to know because when I have a little extra money to budget for this, yeah. I want to buy, if yeah. I want to buy something fancy, yeah. I want to know that it's something that actually has proven to do stuff. Yes. So I might be investing in the Marvel mask. And these ones that you're going to be using at home are good enough to do. Yeah, a lot okay. of the ones at home are very, very good. Okay. And of course, the ones that are in offices may be a little bit stronger and yeah. get you an easier treatment, like only one every couple of months, once every couple of weeks, as opposed to like at home two, three times a week. But if you have that like, you know, 20, 30 minutes every few days at home to do it, which mm-hmm. not everyone does, but if right. you do, you will see a benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. How about something like a humidifier in your bedroom? Yeah. Is that a good idea? New York apartments, especially radiator They're heat so and dry. dry heat. Yeah. And so yeah. people will wait, like you said, you can wake up and like, well, what just happened? Ugh, it could be everything yeah. from the la- last night's events, mm-hmm. but also just the heat, yeah. Yeah, right. the, the dry heat. So putting on a humidifier is helpful. But then remember that requires extra care because the humidifiers, the good ones, you have to clean like. Right. Otherwise oh, it's just yeah. dirty water yeah. into your bedroom. But hum- humidity is great. Or if at the very least, um, not having the heat on, if it's a possible in your apartment, not okay. having the heat in your bedroom on, because mm-hmm. it can just dry, like that forced air yeah. can really dry out the skin. People wake up with dry lips, dry skin, yes. and like dry eyes, and it's just not great. So you maybe put your heat on before, an hour before you're going to go to bed, okay. close the bedroom door, put the heat on, crank it up so it feels warm and toasty, and then just turn it off and go to bed. Because yeah. in theory, people also get better sleep when they're at a lower a temperature, mm-hmm. correct. Right. Yes. So you want your temperature to kind of fall a little bit overnight with the ambient temperature too. You don't want forced air, yeah, forced hot air hitting your face. What about how we're sleeping? So I'm picturing like someone sleeping like Nosferatu, you know, like yes. a vampire with their oh, yeah. arms crossed on their back. On two pillows. On two pillows. 100%. Like yeah. we want to be- upside down. Hang upside completely. down like yeah. true blood. Yeah, Does, the best. Like is vampires. One, is um, one position better? Is like no. on your back better no. than side or it stomach? It is so much more stressful to think about how we should be sleeping and therefore get worse sleep and therefore better skin than we should just not do that. Okay. Sleep how you're comfortable. Make sure you don't wake up with a knot in your neck in the next day yeah. and you're fine. Sleep on your side, sleep on your back, sleep on your front. Sleep so you sleep restfully. Yeah. That's okay. what really, really, really matters. Yeah. Sleep is so important that the idea that we should become incredibly um, particular about like the position, it mm-hmm. just throws us off. It mm-hmm. makes us more anxious totally. on the way into You bed. might be losing like 20 minutes of sleep just being like, am I in the right position? Correct. Yeah. Grab one of those pillows and so your you know, neck and your... Shoulders are relaxed, get on your side and find it comfortable. I do think you should stretch your legs out. I think you should have your back straight. But I think that skin wise, I think for your face, I think that if you're maybe elevated on two pillows, Mm -hmm. that's helpful for people who get a little puffy as they get older in their Mm -hmm. life because of other medical issues, blood pressure, diabetes, or Mm -hmm. salt retention or whatever, allergies, sinuses, right? Sleep on two pillows. But worry less about am I on my side, left side, right side, or on my face. Yeah. Beautiful. Dr. Parikh, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I just got hotter just listening to all of this advice. (laughs) Uh, Me too. Myself. Just being next to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, it's time for Better in Five. These are your top five takeaways from what we just learned this episode. All right, number one, the most important step, as you can imagine, is cleaning your face. And little known fact, a milky cleanser is actually going to be better than a foaming or lathering cleanser. Number two, when it comes to cleaning your face, hot water is the enemy. Use cool or lukewarm water and wash for about 20 to 30 seconds with your hands. 
Number three, it's not just what you put on your face, but also what you put in your body. Hydration is everything. So you want to drink water all the time. Especially before bed. Mm-hmm. Number four, change your pillowcases more than you already are at least once a week. Number five, you don't need a 10-step nighttime skincare routine unless you love it. Actually, the only three things you need to do are clean, use a serum, and moisturize. Okay, so Noah, now that we've had that in-depth conversation, are you doing nighttime skincare wrong? I don't think I am, actually. Amazing. I think I could always do it better. But I really loved that the good doctor gave me permission to not worry about doing all these different steps. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking about what he said about how Healthcare is skincare. Right. And if you're doing good things for your body in general, that's probably going to show up on your face. Yeah. I also loved that he said I didn't have to use a neck cream. <laughs> like sometimes I just see there's so many products. It's a lot of things. And I do feel like it's just like capitalism rearing its ugly head into my bathroom at night. And I'm like, do I really need to do all this? Do I have to spend all this money? And for the most part, it sounds like, no, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I had kind of the opposite experience with this conversation <laughs> Tell me. because okay. I thought you don't need neck cream. True. But I thought serum was this like rich people thing that it wasn't necessary. But Dr. Parikh's skin looks like caramel deliciousness. I'm going to do everything he tells me to do. Um, and and he if it's if it's like clean serum moisturizer, I'm totally down to add a little step to my. So you're going to add the serum in there? Yes. I am not, but I will drink a big glass of water before bed. All right, I'm going to do that too. Anyway, until next time. As long as there are things to get wrong, we're going to be right here to help you do them better. Love y'all. Do you have something you think you're doing wrong? Email us at amidoingitwrong at huffpost.com and let us know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.